these people from uh, anywhere from like six months to a year and a half. It's a long relationship. Um, I, as I've grown as a person, I realize that boundaries are actually a healthy thing. One of the things I say is it's an act of love to tell someone I can only give you my best and this is what it takes to get it. And that work means that I have to be really careful about who I let into my world uh, because I have to be vulnerable in my work with them. And what I've found is that so many times in business conversations, we all start with the assumptions about what the business is for, which is ultimately to maximize profits, often for an exit strategy. And that's obviously that works for so many people. For the nature of what I do, I'm not interested in that. Um, if I could exit at some point and make some money, maybe I'd much rather give it to my kids and let them carry on a legacy. But what I'm really concerned about in my work is primarily, does it feed my soul? Am I connected with people who aren't sucking my soul? Some of the best, best money I've ever had in my business came from people who were really soul sucking. And I thought that my job was to maximize income. And what do you mean by soul sucking? Explain that a little bit more in detail. So specifically in creative work, I think what that looks like is there is the type of person who goes into a barber with or a hairdresser with two pictures and says, I want it to look like this and won't listen to the barber go, yeah, but that person's hair is you know, very thick and yours is fine or whatever it is. They're the people that go into their mechanics and say, I want you to do this and don't listen when the mechanic goes, that's actually not the core problem here, right? My clients, uh, I want their input, but I also want them to recognize that I've devoted my life to this thing, to creating, to uh, dreaming outside of the boundaries of what other people do in my creative work, which very practically looks like I start with the assumption that your wedding invitation might not even be on paper. It might be on concrete or wood or metal or something else. It might not be rectangular. It might be three-dimensional. Um, I dream on their behalf because that's the craft that I've developed for myself. And if they don't give me the space to do my work, if uh, have you ever read Mike McCallowitz, the pumpkin plan? So, this guy, this, he's the, most people know him from his book, Profit First, but he has this book called The Pumpkin Plan, where he talks about growing your business, uh, using the metaphor of the people that grow the car-sized pumpkins, like the world, you know, award-winning pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, world's largest pumpkin, all that stuff. And one of the first exercises he has in the book is basically grading your past clients, taking the last year and um, uh, putting into a spreadsheet, um, your top revenue producing clients, say top 10. And then he has several uh, columns that you grade them on. You give them a letter grade, A through F. And they are things like, how excited are you to pick up the phone when they call? How uh, excited are they to send referrals your way? All of those kinds of things. And what I discovered is that I had a mindset that was really kind of rudimentary and elementary that believed that the clients that gave me the most money, I needed to love on over and over again to get more money from them and, and didn't pause for a second to go, oh my God, I am dying every time this person calls me. I avoid the phone. I'm, I get stressed. Like my, my heart rate goes up. Uh-huh. Because this isn't selling someone a product. This is getting into a relationship with someone to make something for them, to be their creative self, right? And in it's not when you're working with someone who um, is, you know, it's just like a, a, a romantic relationship. It can be narcissistic or abusive or any of those things. And for any of my clients that listen, I haven't had one in a very long time. 
because I've learned to build boundaries around these things. But it takes essentially, so yeah, Seth Godin talks about shunning the non-believer. And what I realized was that for a long time, I was trying to convince people to see the world the way that I do. I've never had someone that I had to convince uh, turn out to be a great client. 